Today's first reading from the Song of Song gives us, you might say, a solution to free us souls from what I see rampant, which would be a struggle with fear in our society that the enemy is using. And it's to experience deeply, and it's an answer to the first letter of St. John, chapter 4, verse 18, perfect love casts out all fear. But the other side is also true. Fear casts out love. And the enemy wants us to live controlled by fear. And he knows which topics. He just has to push the buttons to make us fall into fear. So from the book of Song of Songs, which is the relationship of God to Israel, but then it can be applied to each soul. God wanting to personally overwhelm us with his love. And it's what it states is a description of how God speaks to this soul. He wants to develop in each and every one of us, like to this soul. He says, arise, my love, my beautiful one, come away. And then he says to it, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Now that's a love language. God is love, 1 John 4, 8 and 16. And because he is love, he has a divine obsession to be and enter with you and with me into a dialogue of love that only you can give him, only the way you speak, only the way you tilt your head, every detail of who you are for him describes that love language that he must and wants to describe and enter into with you. So it has to be very personable. The, the, the love language of my life with him is different than the one with yours. The one of the saints, Catherine of Siani, John of the Cross, Teresa of Avila, Philip Neri, whatever is the saint. And, and Philip Neri, having just mentioned him, he was so filled with love that his heart so grew that it broke one of his ribs. So God must develop because when we live out of that love or what John 1.18 would say, in the bosom of the Father, the Word of God, the eternal Word of God came from the bosom of the Father, deeply in His love, the depths, the heights, the width and the length of that love. And when we begin to live out of that and not out of fear, then slowly but surely we return to that peace. That peace and that security of what only at the abode of the Father. The Trinity is a family of infinite, eternal love. Constantly in giving them of themselves to each other, looking at each other, appreciating each other. That's what we have to learn. Because these other things, we are so vulnerable and weak, we will be splattered, we will be overwhelmed. And we have a need to be overwhelmed, but there's two options. And the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 11 says, God has put into the heart of man the idea of the infinite. So you and I need an experience of the infinite, of someone that is much stronger than what we face in daily life. 
I've mentioned this before. Even Hollywood knows this. So they invent, and it's only an invention because it's not true, superheroes. And these superheroes do not exist. Batman, Superman, they do not exist. But it shows at least that innate, in our DNA, the longing to be overwhelmed by goodness, by love, by peace. Why is this so important? And when this happens, then lives begin to enter into a communion of that love. And that's what we see in Our Lady and Elizabeth. They're both caught up in that love. They're driven by that love to this meeting. And the one in the center of it, around them, above them, below them, to the right and to the left, is a Trinitarian love. But it doesn't just stop between Elizabeth and Mary. John the Baptist is caught up in it. And he leaps because, although it's a mystery and he's unborn, but you couldn't get more innocent than the unborn. So they have no flaws in the sense of that they're choosing. Yes, they're born in our, uh, and we all are born in, with original sin. But there's such a purity in them. She's been filled with the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth. And, she's, and they're taken over. They're overwhelmed by love. I can't imagine that celebration that they would have had. But God wants us to have that experience of being overwhelmed by love, by him. And that casts out all fear. Now, at times we have to look at that fear, name it, and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And some of us have had it living next to us like a monkey on our back. And we think, I'm just a worry wart. No, that's an evil spirit that's been on your, on, like a neighbor. But the problem is, it's not a good neighbor. And sometimes, whatever it is we're worried about becomes so big that it becomes larger than God, so to speak. We block out the sun with our thumb. And it's a lie, because the devil is a lie. So ultimately, and this is very important, for our process of conversion. Why do I say that? And I'll finish with this. In the book of James, chapter 4, verse 18, it says that the harvest of holiness is sown, it's planted, it's sown, and it, it grows, it's a harvest, in peace. So for the, all the seeds of grace that we receive through the sacraments, adoration, the rosary, etc., etc., fasting, if a soul does not recover peace as soon as possible, it's very hard for that harvest of holiness to grow in us. So peace is of crucial importance to return to peace. But there's no peace unless we experience being overwhelmed by love. And then that gives birth to joy. And St. Francis of Assisi would say that joy is one of the most authentic signs that we have an authentic relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Lady Seat of Wisdom, pray for us.